can we please all just agree on something once and for all? That you don't have to choose between rest and abundance. It's not an either-or situation, my love. (laughs) There are all kinds of reasons, though, I know, why it can feel really challenging to actually allow yourself to listen to that internal craving to go slow especially as a mother and a business owner, and we'll discuss some of those reasons in today's episode. But what I'm here for and what I love to help my clients with is this, creating a business that is sustainable, which can bend to suit your needs, which supports you, not the other way around. And here's the thing though, no one ever created a sustainable business which supports them both financially and with spaciousness by accident. It takes intention. So let's talk about it on today's show. Let's get into embracing a slow January and how you can actually do that successfully. And I mean, you know, honoring that commitment to yourself, even when it feels stretchy, and how you can do that and still create abundance. It's absolutely possible, but spoiler alert, only if you believe it is. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Cory Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us. One in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle and sacrifice, ew. (laughs) And instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So, if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Cory Javid from CoryJavid.com. How are you doing? Oh my goodness, I am just having the best week. So I'm still recording in December. Hello to you in January. <laughs> we just had our first proper hard frost. I love it. Everything's so pretty when it's frosty and it's coincided with the full moon and the nights have just been clear. And I went out to get milk yesterday morning like really early because I realized we had none and the sky was pink you know and it's just that beautiful pink and the air was so crisp and I was like oh I just fucking love life (laughs) it's the simple things and then on the way back I was thinking oh one day in the not too distant future I'll be going out to get milk from my cow (laughs) oh the things that please me Yeah, so I'm in full festive swing here, but I won't bore you with that because I know that when you hear that in January, you're like, stop talking about it, it's so over. And we're going to be talking about January this very month. And I'm deliberately talking about this now because... I can preempt this conversation and you can think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have been feeling inclined to have a slow January, and we'll talk about how that shows up in just a minute, now is the point at which that's feeling challenging. (laughs) Often. I've seen this so many times. I noticed it in myself for a few years before I then took action to embrace this. And I coach my clients through this pretty much every year. At least some of them will go through it. So I really wanted to bring that conversation to you here. So let's just start with an energetic check-in, shall we? How are you feeling energetically right now? Are you feeling raring to go? In which case, listen to this episode still because this will still be relevant. It's not just a January thing, so I'm going to be getting into it in a minute. We all at different points need periods of slowness. So listen, take the lessons and aha moments on board and tuck it away for future use. But maybe like many of us, the especially if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, the darkness, the short days, the coldness, and also just being on the other side of the festive season can feel a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and for various reasons, we can be craving slowness. So just check in with yourself. How are you feeling 
about life and business this month? Are you feeling sparky and fizzy and energetic and raring to go? Or are you feeling like a little bit softer, slower? You might feel still like mentally excited for things and yet still be craving slowness. Or you might be feeling like a little bit mm, off and that's okay too. So wherever you're at, honor it. Don't make yourself wrong. But I think it's really important to check in with ourselves and see see where we're at so we know what we need. So this episode is really very much inspired by, like I said, a phenomenon that I witness really, really frequently. But literally yesterday, I was coaching one of my clients on the Elevated Abundance Mastermind group's call uh, about this very thing. And then she had a one-to-one with me after, and we continued the conversation. And she has really been craving slowness in advance for January. And we talked about how she can make that happen and then honor it. Um, And so I wanted to bring some of that conversation to you. Because here's the thing that I know to be true about us in business is that we create success often by being really excited and, you know, I have so many women who I've worked with who they're just obsessed with their business. They love it so much. They love what they do. And this is a good thing. And at the same time, sometimes that excitement can just spill a little bit too much into things and cause us to not ever really regulate our pace and our energy and have, you know, that kind of gentle undulations of, you know, going at things and then slowing a little bit and then going at things. And we can end up just, you know, running at it (laughs) and then getting burnt out if we're not careful or running at it and then, you know, feeling like, oh my God, I really need a break. And there's also the situation where as we get more and more successful in our business and our business gets more and more established, something that I've noticed really frequently is this feeling like, well, when I get there, then I will start having more structured downtime or longer time off from my business or I will rest more or I will have more time for self-care. And I'm really here for the sustainable success. I am not here for the explosive growth followed by burnout, followed by recuperation, followed by explosive growth roller coaster. It's just not my jam. It's not why women come to work with me. They come to work with me because they're like, I want the success, I want the abundance, and I want some easefulness along the way. And I want to feel like I can take my foot off the pedal and things don't collapse around me. So, I just really want to acknowledge that, you know, if you have a big vision for where you're taking your business to next, you're at that point, you've hit your stride with your business, it's really easy to keep putting proper rest, proper downtime from your business or slowness of pace, and we'll get into like a couple of different ways this can look, it's easy to put it off and to feel like it's going to feel easier. And here's the thing that I know is true, it's not going to feel easier, it's only going to get more difficult the longer that you leave it. If you aren't actively and intentionally building a business that can support you through either periods of being entirely off or periods of slowness and a slower pace, if you're not building that with intention, you won't end up with it being how your business runs. And then you've got to reverse engineer and try to shoehorn some of these things in. And it's just becomes much more difficult. Whereas I've really woven this at this point into the fabric of my business, how my business operates, how my team operate, how I structure my calendar, all of it is geared to really supporting me so that I can honor the different seasons of life. Now that could be the actual seasons like, you know, winter, (laughs) for example, but it can also mean honoring other seasons. It could be your hormonal cycle. We really need to be aware of them and the impact that they bring to us. And part of having a business, part of the benefit of it is that we get to honor that if we choose to. Honor the burst of creativity that happens at some point in the cycle and honor the the feeling of wanting to retreat and turn inwards when, when that occurs too. So, All of this just to say that if this isn't something that we are addressing intentionally, then it becomes something that is increasingly harder to actually bring into our life experience and our business. The thing that I know about building sustainable success 
So when I say sustainable success, I mean more and more revenue, more and more experience of abundance in your life year on year without you working harder and harder, with you working potentially less if that's your jam and if you desire to. Sustainable success is built on honoring what we need. I'm going to say that again. Sustainable success is built upon honoring what we need, us as the person at the helm of the business. Now, what we need and what the business needs sometimes are two different things. I've got episodes coming up on that soon on the podcast, but we're talking about what you need. And by extension, it is what the business needs so often, because if you aren't in a peak energetic state and your energy is really ebbing low, if you are burnt out, you are not not as useful to your clients, your business, your family, anybody else (laughs) as you are when you are really tending to yourself and you're feeling nourished from within energetically. So sustainable success is built on honoring what we need. And that includes slowness, rest, turning inwards, and also periods of downtime. So I'm talking about slow January because I really want this to be open to whatever it is that you might feel you need. Maybe you need actual time off. Maybe you need swathes of it. So um, one of my clients has literally been pushing everything out of January and creating that fullness of space for herself. Maybe you aren't craving or needing complete, you know, rest from your business, but you are just feeling that inclination just to move a bit more slowly. You're not feeling ready to hit the ground running. You're not feeling ready to attack your plans or anything like that. You're just feeling this sense of slowness. It comes from, first of all, knowing what we need and then honoring it. And that can be the first hurdle for us as women and as mothers. We are so socially programmed to put the needs of others always before ourselves. And therefore, we become really disconnected from what it is that we really need and what we really desire. So, This is really important first step, which is learning to listen to yourself, learning to acknowledge when that's what you're craving. I have a really good radar for this (laughs) and I'm really good, my clients will tell you, at noticing when what they really need is rest and recuperation and slowness, but their mind is not giving them permission for that. Their mind is fighting them on it Um, and I'm really good at being like, "Mm, could it be that what's really happening here is this, because it will present as all sorts of other problems, often challenges in the business, um, but I have a really good (laughs) sense at this point, uh, being able to say, "Mm, yeah, we're not talking about that because that's not really what's happening here. What's really happening here is you need some rest. You're not giving it to yourself or not leaning into it fully, or you need to just go slower. You need to stop trying to run at this and just slow, slow your roll for a minute. And then we talk about, okay, how can you make that happen? And how can you feel safe doing that? All of this to say is it takes a little bit of practice if you feel like you've become disconnected from what it is that you need and listening to that, what it is that you desire and listening to that. If you've become disconnected, it can take a little bit, you know, just to get back on track with that. Being able to tune in words and and notice, first of all, because if you can't notice it, then you can't honor it. But the second step is being able to honor it, and that can feel challenging too. So I'm, I'm going to share some tips on that front that I share with my clients frequently so that you can slow down and honor that if that's what you're feeling called to. And whether that is like a full week off or two weeks off or a month off or whether that is just actually pushing some of those projects out, not feeling like you need to create that thing, whatever it is, not feeling like you need to crack on with your growth plans, your business can still grow, not feeling like it's always a compromise. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more in just a second. But that's, that's what we're really digging into in today's episode. So let's just talk about some of the reasons why this craving for slowness comes up first and foremost, so that you've got some cues and things to look out for and some permission around them if that feels good to you, if you feel like you're needing it, so that you know, these things can kind of marry up with you tuning inwards and actually give you opportunities to be like, oh, okay, yes, this is one of those instances where I need to be really listening to myself and what I need. 
I find, personally, after any school holiday, I need to take things slow. It seems strange to our logical mind because I've just taken a ton of downtime off with the family. Why do I need more rest? (laughs) Why do I not feel like hitting the ground running? Um, And I noticed this in the first year or two, maybe even, of my business that after, say, the six weeks school summer break or the two-week time off at Christmas... I would feel like I should be back at it, cracking on, here I am, go, 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 energetically, because, you know, I've never been into working too hard or too many hours, but feeling like that energetically, like heightened, like, yeah, let me at it. And I just wasn't, and I was making myself wrong for it or trying to falsely manufacture that feeling, and it just never really works out. So after noticing this, I was like, do you know what? This is a theme. I'm just going to give myself permission. And so now I build it into how I operate my business. I never expect myself in January to feel like I am firing on all cylinders. Now, if I get to a January and I am feeling that way, then great. I can always bring things forward, but I never have the expectation and I never have things structured in such a way that it is demanded or required from me that I suddenly am at peak, most highest sort of, I mean, I'm always high vibe, but it's that high vibe in that fizzy energy rather than just a general contentment energy. So I just don't have that expectation in place and my business isn't requiring me to. So I don't have to have all these stories of, oh, but what about this thing or that launch or that project or whatever? Um, And I really say no to a lot of things in January because I know to expect this. So January and also September. Often September, we can feel like a bit of a new year vibe. But if we've just had six weeks of blending motherhood and business, and especially if you feel like you don't have that balance really nailed, then even more reason to go slow on the other side of a school break. But I would say that that is also something that you can work on, but that's a different topic for a different day. That's something that I absolutely love to work with my clients on, (laughs) is how can you make the school breaks feel good? (laughs) And also seasonally, literally seasonally. So if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, it is dark, it is cold, and that isn't always the most inspiring time. This year, I've really honored it even more. I've noticed through November, I was just feeling a very specific call to kind of retreat but in a positive way not in a like running away from something but a tuning inwards a drawing back from planning too much creating too many things making too many decisions and just going slow and just honoring rest and slowness I've been doing lots of baking and reading and baths and naps and all of those things and I thought maybe it's just a period for November but then December has been shaping up that way as well and if that goes into January I'm just honoring it because we are humans of this physical world and so much of what we have created in our modern sort of society doesn't honor that at all doesn't honor that we can and often thrive when we live more in harmony with seasons and with nature and this is something I'm learning more and more and so you know if you feel that you notice that certain seasons bring up within you a certain feeling. Maybe in spring you feel really creative and maybe in winter you just feel like you just want to tune inwards. Maybe you want to do more inner work. Maybe you feel like just working less. That's okay. We can create businesses and grow businesses from that place. We can have our businesses set up in such a way that it honors these seasons. And then the other thing is when we've had a really particularly challenging period of time in our personal life. So I've had clients go through challenges with sick and unwell parents, for example, or developmental challenges with children you know as mothers we know that there's always a phase around a corner you know whether we've just got a kid who's just sick for a couple of weeks or or whether they're going through something and they need more of us um, and we need to hold space for them differently as they go through something there's lots of life curveballs that can come at us and Here's what I see happening if we're not intentional about this. We can come out of the other side of it, feel guilty or bad for having taken our eye off the ball with business, for example, or feel like, okay, 
well, I've had my attention over there on that thing, now I need to crack back on. And that just almost never works out, my love, because you need to tend to yourself now. If you've just been through something, it's so tempting to just crack back on and sometimes it feels good in a way, but surface level good, you know, to be getting into the busy work, to be creating, pushing forward, striving, whatever are the things for you. And yet that will catch up with you. Whereas if we allow ourselves a buffer between whatever was the situation, either being resolved, ending, or coming to a place where it's more regulated in some way or the other, having a buffer period where you intentionally go slow, maybe completely disconnect or have a period of slowness, but intentionally sit with what happened, process, rest, recover, recuperate, depending on what situation was and what you need. So these three kind of typical scenarios that I see, school breaks, seasonality, seasonal changes, and then also personal life things that require more from us. I say on the other side of that, some slowness is almost always required. Um, And again, you need to define what you need. Do you need to completely disconnect? Do you need short disconnection and then just a slower pace? Or do you need just a longer, slower pace? Whatever it is, it's tuning inwards, acknowledging it, and then giving yourself the permission to have it. And isn't that the trickiest thing so often for us, especially as people who have a vision for our business, especially as people who are excited for that next level, especially as people who know that the work that we do impacts others and we love serving others, it can feel, if we're not careful, and this is a lie, it can feel selfish. It can feel self-indulgent and it is not. It is absolutely a requirement if we're creating sustainable success. And ultimately, our capacity to do those things that we're excited to do, further our vision, make it a reality, serve people, help people, have it make an impact, our ability to do that rests on our ability to tend to ourselves. <laughs> so there's no way that you can look at it and genuinely believe that it is selfish, but I know that that comes up for us because we are so used to putting the needs of others in the short term before our own. Know that you should be tuning inwards. Know that it's okay to notice if you are craving rest, craving slowness. We make it so wrong. We sometimes ignore it. We sometimes tell ourselves a story that it's not there. Be honest with yourself to the best of your ability. This is why it's really useful having support because I know my coach has called me out on this before. I've called out so many clients in a loving way, of course, before. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You really need to rest or or rest longer. That can be stretchy too. When you've already had a period of rest, you feel like, well, surely that's enough now. Mm. (laughs) It isn't always. Um, That's why it's so useful to have somebody who can mirror to you the things that you can't see and or just give you that permission. It can feel nice. Wouldn't it be lovely if we could just all give ourselves the permission from the inside? But until we get to that point, um, having somebody or some people around you can be so useful. I'm thinking of a time actually in the summer when one of my clients in the Elevated Abundance Mastermind was having to rest, having been through a really challenging period in her personal life. And she was resisting, you know, the length of time that the rest was going on for. And everybody in her mastermind, all of her peers, all of her peers besties, they were like, yeah, you need rest. And just having, you know, going around a group and having a number of women telling you, yeah, I know, I know you're ambitious. I know you've got big plans. I know you're excited for what you're going to achieve this year and you get to still have it and you must rest right now. (laughs) You know, it's really nice to have that. Sometimes we doubt it when we're on our own or we fail to give ourselves the permission on our own. So just kind of be wary of that um, and notice if you're struggling to give yourself permission, who can you speak to who's going to have give you that kind of confirmation bias, if you will. The other thing is, is that if you don't listen, let's just talk about this first. If you don't take it slow when you're feeling the need, the pull or the call to go slow, what used to happen to me is I would just get sick. <laughs> really, really regularly, formulaically. <laughs> I would get ill (laughs) if I wasn't honoring my own needs and tending to myself and having time for just me. Nothing productive, nothing with my business hat on or my mothering hat on, just, just tending to me. 
when I wasn't getting enough of that, whether it was off the back of a school break or a particular season or just otherwise in life, I would get sick. (laughs) And it became such a a glaringly obvious pattern. I was like, okay, I can get sick every time or I can do something about this. And I put some things in place in my business so that I was creating and carving out more time for rest and recuperation and for myself and for things just for shits and giggles, not always to be productive. And hardly ever get sick now. (laughs) Um, So that's always amusing. The other thing I've seen happen, so that sometimes happens with clients and obviously I can spot it really easily and point it out having been through it. The other thing that I've seen is that sometimes that pattern doesn't always play out in that specific way. Um, But what can happen is a little bit of self-sabotage whereby sales will dry up or clients will suddenly leave and then you're left suddenly with some space. (laughs) And there's an annoying but true phrase that I trot out to clients at this time from Carolyn Elliott, which says, or who she said, having is evidence of wanting. Now, I think we need to be careful with that phrase and I won't go into all of the caveats, but if you find yourself suddenly with some space because out of nowhere, I don't know, five clients left, it's worth asking yourself, did I want this on some level? (laughs) You know, mentally, your mind will be like, no, I didn't want it because I want my money or whatever the mind says. But if you ask your soul, did I, did I want this though? Did I want this space? Sometimes there's an interesting answer in there. So be warned, beware (laughs) that if you're not honoring what your body needs, what your soul needs, what your mind needs, when you are feeling that rest, slowness is the thing that actually you're craving most don't tell yourself a story that it's not possible that is a story it can be difficult sometimes it can be challenging but it is possible and when we're building our businesses with intentionality and growing them intentionally we can weave this into the fabric of them like i said so take note no it's possible give yourself permission otherwise your body your mind your soul will find a way of making it happen otherwise (laughs) the other thing is I just want to before we get into some of the hows around slowing down in a way that actually feels supportive and feels like it's not reckless or not going to come with some negative consequence before you just get into that I think I really want to, you've probably heard me say this on the show like millions of times before if you've been listening for any length of time, but I know that this can be a really hard one to believe fully because we have been so programmed to believe otherwise. So we've been programmed to believe that hard work is the way that we make money and is the way that we succeed. Now, if you want to, you can gather a shit ton of evidence to the contrary, (laughs) but we don't filter it in because we've been programmed to believe that the way forward, the way that we make money, the way that we get to the next level of success is by working harder or doing more or getting shit done. Here's the truth that I subscribe to, which is the truth for me and many of my clients who have done the work to integrate this into their belief system. And it's what we live by now. The speed at which we work and the amount that we get done does not correlate to the amount of money that we make unless we decide it does. (laughs) So if you've decided that the speed at which you work and the amount that you get done off your list is absolutely linked to the amount of money that you make, then that will continue to be your experience. What I am pointing out is that is a choice, that belief system. It is not an absolute truth. There is an alternate truth, which is that we can be making more and more money and having periods of rest and having more undulating approaches to our work where sometimes when we're feeling it we are getting more done and our energy allows us to work at a different pace and we can make more money and still continue growing our businesses whilst we take rest and we recover or we embrace a slower pace. It is possible. The two things do not have to stack up, do not have to tally, do not have to go together. Now, I know that our minds can fight us on this because we've been so socially programmed to believe it, but it's worth doing the mindset work to unpack that, to disentangle those two things it will set you free, my love. (laughs) Um, I do some of that work with you inside of the Limitless Money program. By the way, if you want to grab that, you can head over to corriejavid.com forward slash limitless. And obviously, it's something that I support my clients with a lot of the time because 
Disentangling those two things, like I said, it is so freeing because it means that you get to more easily honor the pace that you desire to work at. So you can have periods of that fizzy, excited creativity and you can have periods of slowness and complete rest and it doesn't have to impact your financials and the abundance in your life. So that's why I purposely titled this How to Slow Down and Create More Abundance. The two are not mutually exclusive. Can we please just all collectively let go of that idea? It is not an either or. It is an and situation. You get to slow down and create more money. Like I've said before, the periods that I take most time off of my business are frequently and more often than not my biggest cash months of the year. <laughs> so I have a ton of evidence and have clients with evidence as well. In fact, literally two weeks ago, I was taking a client through an exercise on tuning into her kind of most vibiest energy and her most abundant energy. And I asked her, when was the time over the last 12 months that you made the most money? And she told me, and I said, and what was going on for you <laughs> that month? And what was the energetic state that you were in? And she was taking time off. <laughs> she was on holiday. And there was more to it than that in terms of, you know, the the other things that she was doing to cultivate a particular vibe, um, which isn't really necessarily the point here. Well, it kind of is, but we're not getting into all of that. And my point being, though, that it's not just me <laughs> gathering this evidence, creating this evidence, being a case study for it. I have multiple, multiple, oh my goodness, I could write a book on all of the evidence to convince you that the pace that you work at and the amount that you get done does not have to equate to the amount of money that you're making. So there we are, we've said it, now we can move on. So how to slow down and embrace that slowness? Because like I said, it is one thing to notice that you're craving it, it's another to give yourself permission, and then it's a third thing to actually honor it. You know, you could get to steps one and two done, and then if you're not careful, fall at step three. So you'd be like, I am noticing that I'm really actually resonating with this. I really want to have a slow January. I'm going to just give myself permission to have a slow January. And then in a few days after being slow, you start getting a little bit tetchy, a little bit nervous, but what if this, what if that, the doubts start to creep in. It can feel stretchy being in the middle of rest, especially if you're the sort of person who has been, you know, a busy person, who finds their value in productivity, who doesn't sit still much, is always getting something done. It can be really challenging to slow down. I know this to be true. I have had so many clients who have struggled with this and have needed that real coaching support to get to a place where they can properly slow down. So if that's you, know that you're not on your own on that, but know that it is absolutely possible. And just on that note, actually really quickly, it's worth mentioning that one of the reasons why taking it slow and or taking complete time off can feel so challenging at one level mentally it's because of the stories that we have around hard work and money coming from hard work and all of that kind of shit <laughs> but also we've been um, again programmed to believe that our value our personal value is found in what we are doing and often as women what we are doing for others the truth is my love that you just are valuable you are worthy you are lovable you are whole just as you are and even when you're not taking action even when you're not being productive regardless of what you do or don't do you are whole and worthy and valuable and because we look to the external world and to how much we've got done how productive we are and the contribution that we've made here, here or here or how we've served somebody as indicators of our worth and our value. The problem is we look outside of ourselves and that's another reason why switching off, disconnecting, going slow, resting, whatever is coming up for you, that's another reason why that can feel really challenging. And so I just wanted to kind of point that out and just say like it's helpful when we understand why something's feeling stretchy it's because we've been looking outside of ourselves and looking to the things that we are doing for our worth and for our value rather than just knowing that it inherently exists inside of us so when you actually work on honoring your pace honoring your craving to go slow or the requirement that you have to rest and recuperate when you can honor that 
not only are you tending to your energy in such a way that actually sets you up for the next level, that actually will create more abundance if you choose it to, that actually will gear you up for sustainable success and actually enable you to help the people that you want to help even more highly. Yes, all of that is true. And the thing that I find most compelling is that you will be then tending to your relationship with yourself. And oh my goodness, isn't that the thing, the ultimate thing that we have really to rely on in business? Yes, but in life, how things go so often rests on our relationship with ourselves. This is one of the reasons why I'm obsessed with helping women change their relationship with money through my course Limitless Money because really, yes, you get to receive more abundance and that's cool and I love that shit. (laughs) But in the process, you have to tend to your relationship with yourself ultimately because how we feel about money is often actually tangled up in all of that and that's a really cool thing because we get to adulthood having been through some things such that we don't always have a very robust relationship with ourselves. And the thing that I know is that the more we tend to our relationship with ourselves, the easier everything is. Life, business, motherhood, all of it becomes easier when we are tending to that inner part first. So that's why it's just important on so many fronts. It will be so foundational in you creating something that is genuinely sustainable in the long term that gets to make you more and more money year on year without you getting burnt out, yes. And it's because the thing that really we're doing often when we're building a business is we're building a relationship with ourselves, even if we didn't know that's what we're getting ourselves in for. I was certainly surprised. I thought it was just all strategic and practical. (laughs) And actually, the news is that so much of our success is dictated about how we feel about ourselves and our view of the world, and it all comes from the inside out, right? Okay, so let's get into how to slow down. If you've noticed that it's required, the first thing to do is factor it into your plans. I would recommend, you know, we're in January now, look at your year, look at the shape of your year typically. When can you in advance anticipate that you might crave some slowness? Maybe it is after the holiday season that we're on the other side of now. Maybe it's after school breaks, like I like to have those periods of slowness just built in. What can you be doing to factor it into your plans? Get it in there. If it's not in your calendar, in your diary, in your schedule, if your team don't know about it, it's not in your life, (laughs) right? And it comes down to once it's there and actually penned in, not penciled in, into your calendar, it's easier then for your mind to get on board with the expectation that you're going to go slow at that period or you're going to fully rest. So get it in and do whatever you need to do to set up the systems, the structures, and the support to actually facilitate it so that it doesn't feel hard or challenging. One of my um, clients we were discussing on one of our mastermind calls recently, you know, how she could potentially take the summer off. And that's a really great exercise in her team having to operate and operate well without her. So that she knows that not only does she get to take the summer off, which is great, but it means that if she, you know, something happened and she needed to take time off in a pinch, that she has a really robust business that gets to support that anytime that it's required. I mean, that's a really cool way to be building your business, is it not? So factor it in. And one of the things that I've mentioned before on the podcast is that I we have like two modes of operating in my business as well. We have the kind of snappy, sparky mode, and then we have the slow mode. And we can slip from one to the other as required and as I need to suit my needs and my energetic requirements, right? So this is so helpful when you and your team are already used to switching between two different modes so that you have a go slow mode. So I use the go slow mode in the school holidays, for example, when I work typically maximum two days of the week if I'm working. Sometimes depending on the time of year, I won't work at all. But it's really useful to have that. So it feels familiar. It doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel like, oh my goodness, I'm doing something completely out of the ordinary and everything's going to fall down around me. And it's really useful because in doing that, you have to have the systems and structures and support in place to facilitate it. And also you have to have the mindset in place that nothing bad is going to happen. (laughs) So it's so worth doing, not just as a one-off, you know, not just a slow January, but just having a default mode that you can go to anytime it's required 
because of the life curveball or seasonally or whatever. And it could be for a day, it could be for a week, it could be a month, it doesn't really matter. But it just having that mode to go to is really important. And the second thing is to really tune in and listen more frequently. So often we can be, you know, feeling like life and motherhood and business is busy and we're on the go and there's always something. And if we're on the go and on the hamster wheel all of the time, it's really easy to tune out and to not actually listen, to not listen inwards to what we are craving and what we are needing. So having some kind of practice that allows you to check in and tune inwards so that you can listen and then are able to move when you notice that you need something, whether it is slowness or something else, is so, so important if you want to be creating sustainable success. I have a lot of women come to work with me, particularly when they are at the point of they've built the thing, they've built the business, they're creating some success, they're creating, you know, income, they're loving it, but they're already seeing, oh my goodness, like, if I don't do something, I'm just going to be tapped out here. And one of the things that we do is we look at building in a practice of how can you actually be intentionally checking in with yourself so that things don't get out of control, don't get too far down a particular route whereby you end up burnt out, whereby you end up frazzled, or you've built things in such a way that it's not supporting you. But we need to be tuning in and listening and then giving ourselves permission to act on it. And that can just take some doing. (laughs) The third thing is to prepare then in advance. So let's say you've decided, yes, I'm going to have, I'm going to embrace slowness for the rest of this January. Maybe you already were acknowledging, and that's why I said this is time specifically, because this might be a period at which things would be feeling stretchy if you already anticipated a bit of slowness in January, or maybe you've been fighting it and resisting it, and then you're starting to notice this is really resonating. Often the second or third week of January, as I've observed, when we can feel the pinch most, either we've been trying to ignore the fact that we really go craving rest, or we said we would rest and we're finding it stretchy too. So if you prepare in advance, so you can do this for the rest of the month if this is feeling good for you, or you can just have this up your sleeve for the next time that you are carving out some specific downtime for yourself, is if you don't prepare in advance more than just saying, oh yeah, I'm going to rest then, and it's felt stretchy to you previously, you're not really setting yourself up for success on this front. So I recommend to my clients having some things to do that are active, but not productive. So for example, creating me time is something that I help all of my clients with. And I have this one example of, I've had many examples like this, but one particular client comes to mind who she was really craving some time just for herself. And she's like, oh, I I really am envious of the fact that you have that me day every Monday. And I was like, well, you can have that. (laughs) What's stopping you, right? And it's a lot of resistance for stopping her, of course, because our mind wants to fight us on this. We've talked about this. And so I said to her, well, let's just start small because sometimes we have to acclimate to time off and to me time, especially if it's felt very unfamiliar. So I said, why don't you take an afternoon off? Put it in your diary, if it's not in your diary, it's not in your life. And then honor that commitment to yourself. She's like, okay, okay. So she reported back in the next mastermind call. And I said, how did it go? And she goes, uh, well, <laughs> well, I didn't work, but I ended up tidying my son's bedroom. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. And we all had a good giggle. And she was like laughing at herself, you know. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard something like that. Here's the thing. If you're not used to taking true downtime more than just like a bath or a quick walk or whatever but actually having time to just rest and just be on your own and not have your motherhood hat on and not have your house owner homemaker whatever hat on domestic goddess hat on and not have your business owner hat on it can be stretchy so the thing that I now counsel a lot of my clients to do is to come up with a list of things that you can do that are going to be nourishing to you and not productive. It's really important that it's not productive if you are trying to embrace a period of slowness or rest. Because if it's productive, then it's not going to really, <laughs> it's not really going to cut it, right? So for example, could you 
paint something and then throw the painting away. That it's literally just about putting the paint on the canvas. Or could you, you know, go for a long walk, do some yoga. These are all good things. Read fiction no business books, doing things that can occupy you so that you're not feeling like you have to literally just sit and stare at a blank wall. I mean, if you want to, go for it. But can occupy you, but without it being too like the busy, productive work that you're just filling the time with doing stuff because then it's not true rest. And when we create that true space and we honor that true slowness, that's when we get often really shifts, the aha moments, something will come up that needs to be addressed from within that we've not been giving ourselves space and time to look at or process or whatever. If you're craving rest, there's often a reason, but if you fill it with things, then it's not really true rest. So having an, a list of things that are active, not productive, having a mantra. So one line that you can stick to or remind yourself of that acts as like an anchor through that period. So here's the thing. If I, for example, prescribed you a week of rest and you've never taken a full week just for yourself before, that's going to feel stretchy as fuck. <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it. And you might embrace the first day. Maybe the first day feels lovely and luxurious. And then the second day starts to feel a bit twitchy, the eyes twitching. And by the third day, you're like, I can't do it anymore. I have to create something. I have to produce something. I have to go help somebody or something. If you've got a mantra that feels true to you or that you are wanting to feel true and wanting to integrate as a belief that you can come back to again and again, then it's really helpful. So some suggestions, things that I've helped clients get to, it's important that it comes from you. And in terms of how to create your mantra, I would start with the fear. So what is your biggest fear with resting? What is fear telling you is the bad consequence that will happen? Maybe it's, oh, that will make me a shit mum or wife, or maybe it will mean that my business will fall down and I'll make more money or whatever. There's, well, there's always a fear making it feel stretchy. So Pinpoint what the fear is, flip it around and turn it into a positive mantra that you can stick to. So something like, it's safe to rest, or it's safe not to be productive, or my worthiness is not found in my productivity, or it is safe for me to not be producing something or serving somebody. Whatever feels true for you, or what, whatever feels true fear-wise, flip it around into something that's going to be more empowering to you, more supportive of your rest period, and have it as that anchor. So in that moment, when you're feeling most stretched and resting feels just scary, you've got that to go to. And know that in that moment, that's when you're really winning. You're really winning and you're setting yourself up for so much success because when we do things that feel stretchy, and yes, resting can be one of them, going slow can be one of them. When we do that, we noticed the fear-based mind pop up, try to make us uncomfortable, try to make us snap back to our old patterns of behavior when we notice it, and we don't listen, or we don't do it, or we don't do the thing in alignment with what fear wants us to do, we are winning. We're winning the game. It's literally the game of life. It's literally how we win the game of life, because it means that we are in control of our thoughts suddenly. We can have the thought. It doesn't mean it doesn't come up. We can have the fear. It doesn't mean it's going to go away, but we don't side with it. We don't act in accordance with it. And guess what? When you don't act in accordance with it, you're acting in accordance with your most aligned self, the most abundant, most elevated self. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. The third thing is you're going to need a mindset shift in advance of your time off. So that mindset shift can be underpinned absolutely by any fears that are coming up around taking it off. But I would suggest something along the lines of this slow period, this rest period is an investment. It is investment in myself, in my business, in my relationships, in my future success, my future me is thanking me for this. Having that mindset shift of not seeing it as time wasted or some kind of negative thing, but seeing it as a positive investment is crucial to you actually sticking to it and honoring it. And finally, really, we need to be integrating beliefs into our belief system on an ongoing basis such that giving ourselves permission to rest doesn't feel like such a weird thing anymore. And one of the things, you know, coming back to the title of this, of slowing down and creating more abundance, is I would absolutely recommend working on the belief that you can go slow, you can rest, you can take time off and still make money and still grow your business this quarter, this year, this six month period, whatever. It absolutely is 
is possible, is the truth for me and so many of my clients, and it can be yours as well. But it won't be if you don't believe it ultimately. So working on that belief in advance is going to help you to prepare for that rest period. Okay, I hope this has been an inspiring conversation, inspiring you to honor yourself ultimately and know that you get to build the kind of business, grow the kind of business to the next level that supports this, that supports you in living your life and honoring yourself. Ultimately, isn't that kind of the point? isn't it? <laughs> like, what, what is the point of having a business that takes from us? We want a business that gives, not just financially, but spaciousness and opportunity to be human-y and need things like rest, right? And wouldn't we all be just a little bit higher vibe and kinder to each other as humans if we were tending to ourselves? Mm, yes, right? So let's do it. Let's do it to be good citizens of the earth too. <laughs> Um, okay, so I hope you are embracing a slow January now, if that's feeling like it's resonating to you. And if it's not, you know, if you're not, if you're actually feeling like full of high, sparky, creative, effervescent, bubbly vibes, then embrace that. But know that the next time that you're craving rest, you can come back to this, listen to this if you need to, and you also already have your action plan there mapped out for you. Just as a reminder, that masterclass is still available to you. So if you don't feel fully in tune and crystal clear on your vision for this year and what you want to be creating and what you are desiring and what you want to be manifesting and bringing into life and business and or if you don't feel like you have a compelling vision because it's one thing to have a vision but it must be compelling otherwise it does nothing. <laughs> if you don't feel like you have those two things absolutely locked in yet, it would be my my strong recommendation, <laughs> approved by me, to head over to corriejavid.com forward slash 2023, grab my free on-demand workshop where I take you through creating that vision, getting crystal clear, and then amping up the compelling factor so that it becomes that tool, that map for you for the year. If you want to have a really exciting, stellar, magical year, it has to start there. It absolutely has to start with intentionality and crystal clear vision and a compelling why driving it. Otherwise, it won't happen. You'll end up with a mediocre year. I don't want that for you. <laughs> so head over there and grab that. And if today's conversation has been inspiring you, we have a wait list for spaces to work with me inside of my mastermind or masterminds, I should say head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate and you should be able to get yourself an application to get on the wait list there um, because these are the kinds of conversations that we have. We are here to create success in a way that you love the journey to it and through it and to the next level and beyond. Nothing else. <laughs> I am not here for creating any kind of success that requires burnout. Ew. <laughs> Never forget my love. You are limitless. Bye for now. So my love, you know what they say, sharing is caring. If you loved today's episode, then help a mother out. I would be so grateful if you would take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player right now and post it to your Insta stories, tagging me at Cory Javid and help me get the word out that we get to be successful because we're mothers, not in spite of it. Let's save as many other mothers in biz as we can from this old paradigm of hustle, effort, and sacrifice. And let's spread the word on energy over effort, shall we? Thanks, love. <laughs>